We had to play our home games an hour and a half away from where we lived in like Milwaukee. Yeah. Because it was still 2020, still, you know, COVID going on. COVID like, restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. All that. So there was like a couple hundred, you know, fans there, but we were obviously really far from Madison. So, but I remember when that ball like hit the back of the net and like the fans cheered, I thought like, I thought I scored like a world cup final, like winner. <laughs> Like I, in my head, in my head, it was like so loud. Like it was so loud. It was like I didn't yeah. even know what was going on. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I just scored. Like I, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. That was it was a it was a great way to cap off my my first year playing pro for mm-hmm. sure. Welcome to another episode of Straight Like That, the podcast hosted by me, Instagram's favorite half brown boy, Camille. Before I introduce you to today's guest, I'm going to go ahead and shout out the sponsors real quick. First, we got Rory Love and Company, a little candle, wax, and room spray company based out of New Orleans. Everything's handmade, organic, and, and made with love, man. So go ahead, tap in, link in bio. And also, shout out to our new sponsor, Tasty Mates, a little gourmet uh, Gummy Sweet, based out of London, UK. One of my boys, he's the the founder and owner of it. So go ahead, tap into the link, check them out. You know all that. All right, today we got a new new guest, based out of a secret location. I don't know if you're allowed to say where he's at right now. You know, switch clubs and all that. But from LA, had a little stint over in Columbus. So we got Noah Fusen here today. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, bro. Appreciate appreciate you coming on, sharing uh, sharing a little bit of energy, time, and some stories with us. So basically, straight to it. Uh, why football, man? How'd you get into it? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, when I was younger, uh, my parents, they took me when I was like three years old just to a little park, and they just threw me in. My, well, I obviously don't remember, but, you know, from them yeah. telling me, they threw me in, and I was just playing, and... I just always had a lot of energy as a kid. And, you know, in footy, you don't stop moving. You're just always running around, playing, and just having fun. And so, yeah, that was just the first sport that I ever really played. And it kind of just kind of took off and started from there. All right, all right. So go ahead and, uh, I guess, tell us about were you playing, like, in club? Were you just playing, like, recreationally when you were younger and all that? Yeah, so when I was five, uh, that's when I was put on my first team in, like, a little recreational league. And I played in that league for like two years, you know, just having fun, being a kid, right. you know, enjoying the game, playing with my friends. Like my pops was my coach. And mm-hmm. um, when I turned seven, I believe it was, I got onto my first club team. And it was like, it was like there was this guy and he was handing out flyers or looking for kids for a club team. And I was like, hey, like, can I come try? Like, I just walked up to him, you know, like a little kid. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, sure. Yeah. And, like, I went, and I remember I was, like, so nervous. Like, oh, it's club. I thought it was, like, you know, I thought I was going to try out for Real Madrid for seven-year-olds, you know. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even know about all that stuff. And, right. yeah, that was when my, like, club career started. And I, yeah, that was when I truly was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, like I feel like I'm a pro. Like, I'm playing soccer with high level, blah, 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 you know, all that good stuff. So that was when I really got into, like, club and playing more, you know, yeah. organizing stuff. Yeah, 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 and what, 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 uh, what city was this in? This was in LA. It was a club called the uh, Silver Lake Football Club. 
I'm not sure what they go by now. I know like there's a lot of some of the same people there, but I know yeah. that Silver Lake isn't. It's not really. It's not really a club anymore. But that was a. It was in like the Silver Lake uh, Echo Park area over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you were playing when you were younger and everything, were you enjoying it, or were you also kind of playing other sports and liking other sports more? Or was it always just just football? Yeah, I mean, before I was playing club, like, when I was little, you know, obviously you play every sport. You know, I I love yeah. playing basketball. I still do like basketball, but, you know, I was playing basketball, baseball, like, ultimate frisbee, like, just random stuff, <laughs> you know, just being a kid. Yeah, yeah. But uh, soccer was really just the one that I gravitated towards. And my, my parents, they never let me play American football when I was little because – you know, like they didn't want me to get hurt and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. I never really did the American football route. So it was always just, you know, real footy for me. Right, right, right. And you were enjoying it all throughout the upbringing, huh? Yeah, man. It was just having fun, getting to run around, playing with my friends, be outside, playing the street, at the park, at school, just wherever I could. I was just having fun playing footy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were you, uh, I guess, in middle school, right? Were you playing on a middle school team as well? Or were you also just doing club at the same time? Yeah, I was doing club and middle school at the same right. time. And I went to a middle school called Toll. It's in Glendale, Glendale, California, and played for them, you know, just just trying to play as much as I could. You know, obviously it wasn't yeah. the, best, the best level. And there's, like, some kids showing up to practice and, like, Heelys and like Skechers yeah. <laughs> and no cleats on, like right, right. Just, just, just you know, everybody wants to do the same thing at that age. You know, everybody just yeah. wants to have fun. And there's obviously different levels to it, but it was right. still a good time. It was still a good time. Yeah, especially in that age too, man. You got like endless energy. So like, you can go ahead into middle school practice, run for what two hours, get in the car, go to go to club practice, run for two, and then you back home. You know, still, still good. No, exactly. You just. I'm go to school, play soccer at recess, go to class, play soccer at lunch, go to class, yeah. practice after school with the team, go home, eat some snacks, do some homework, then go to club <laughs> practice. It was just like, and then you come home and that's when lights out, like that's when it would all catch up. And then right. I was just out for the night by like <laughs> 730. Right. And, and those nights, man, those sleeps, that were the best, bro. Tired, man. come back, boom, knock. Man. <laughs> insane but then you gotta wake up for school early that was that was one thing i waking up for school man my mom i have this memory where she would just stand at the doorway of my room and she would just clap just like mad annoying <laughs> just like like you know you're a young kid you're like 12 years old and you just want to stay in bed and my mom's yeah, just yeah. clapping her hands are booming at like seven in the morning <laughs> that was and she keep work. going should keep Should going until you going up. until I got out of bed. Just keep going. It was the hey, worst thing trick. ever. That's a good trick. It's better Horrible. than an alarm clock. You can't stop that. <laughs> Horrible. She just stand at the door clapping. But then you know when it was for soccer, it was like, oh, you got to be up at five to go drive to you know Lancaster somewhere far. Yeah. I'd be I'd be waking my mom and dad up like, guys, like get up, get up, let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you up early, like, man. Yeah, exactly. When you love something, like it doesn't really matter. Thanks, 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 thanks. So in middle school, you go ahead, you play in middle school ball, you play in club as well. Um, was it around that age, like towards what, seventh, eighth grade, where maybe you were taking it more seriously than you were when you were younger? Yeah, I would say the like turning point for me, like, 
you know, as a kid, you always say like, oh, I want to go pro. I want to play pro, you know. Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. says that because like that, like you see them on TV. Right. You know, all the full stadiums, all the stuff that like, you know, draws you to the game as a kid, like players entertaining. And But I'd say when I was 13, I went to Brazil to play with mm-hmm. like a team over there. Like there was this group that was going and uh, I got invited to the group and I got to go and like experience kind of not life over there, but, you know, the footy over there. Like we played against Gremio and Curitiba uh, mm-hmm. and like just teams like that. And it was just like unreal how much they like loved and lived and like breathed the game. And like when I came back from that, I was like, and I played really well while I was over there. And I was like, yeah, like I, this is like what I want to do. So, like, at that age, I think that's when I started taking it more serious and was thinking, like, okay, like, what can I do to, you know, put to get an edge on anybody or get ahead of, like, the competition and stuff like that. You know, you're only 13, so there's only so much you can do, you know, but, like, you know, little things, like, I'd wake up early before school and I'd go out back and, like, or go in the yard and juggle or kick the ball against the wall or... You know, wow, like you run around, yeah, like run around the block of my, uh, of like my street before school. And like, obviously it's nothing crazy, but you know, when you're 13, it's like, okay, like I felt like I was really doing something, you know? Nah, yeah. And those little things, they add up though at that age. And you starting young too. Yeah. It wasn't always consistent. Cause you know, like when you get home after all that practice the other day yeah. and then you sleep and then you got to wake up even earlier to do that, you know, it wasn't always pretty, but. You know, I tried to get it done and think like, oh, okay, like there other people aren't waking up right now. Like, let me try and go do something, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, respect. At 13, respect, man. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know too many 13-year-olds doing that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, my parents really helped me a lot, too. They wake me up and try to hold me accountable and stuff like that. So it was really cool. Yeah, man. Shout out your parents, man. Holding you down no, from, from 13. <laughs> Definitely. How did that uh that trip to to Brazil come about? Was it through your club team? Uh, let me. I'm trying to remember. It was. It wasn't my club team. It was like. I don't remember. It was the. It was a coach. His name was Beto uh, dos Santos, and uh, another coach who was Brazilian. And I forget how I met them, but I, I think the Brazilian coach <laughs> was coaching at my club, but not for my team. Okay. And he like had seen me play and he was like, Hey, like I have this opportunity. Cause I remember he brought me to go train with the team that was going to Brazil. Mm. And it was kind of like a child type thing. And yeah, I, and I, I'm pretty sure that's how I ended up going was through him bringing me to that team. But I don't remember like exactly how I met him and got into all that specifically. Yeah, yeah. So you went down there and you were you were training with the team that you went down there with and y'all were playing against like local clubs down there as well? Yeah, we were playing against uh, local clubs, you know, Brazilian teams. We got to play against, like I said, Gremio and mm-hmm. Atletico Paranaense, Coritiba. And we got to go to a game too. And like, I remember this like so vividly. We were at a game for uh, Coritiba and mm-hmm. like the seat that I was in, like I sat down and the seat like came up, like it was like broken. And yeah. I was like, oh, like, well, like, and I was like, what, like, why are this, what happened to the seats? And like yeah. there was a random guy like who overheard my conversation. He was like, oh, 
like last year they lost in like the like whatever the derby is where, mm-hmm. for Cody Chiba and the fans like ripped the seats up and were throwing them at the players <laughs> and I, I was like oh my god like that is like that's terrifying yeah like, that's insane but I just I remember that so vividly I was like borderline scared but I was like that is crazy <laughs> and how was that game how was watching that game that you were down there for it was amazing, you know, because yeah. obviously, like, my first soccer game was a Galaxy game. And, right. you know, when it was, like, the Home Depot Center. And, like, mm-hmm. I thought that was, like, sick. But then, you know, going to Brazil and being in that, you know, packed-out stadium and, like, seeing the passion that all the fans had and the songs and everything, it was, like, it was it was like nothing I'd seen before. So it was, like, I was just taken back by what, like, I got to experience and see. Yeah. Yeah, you don't see that in the U.S. really, man. It's different overseas. The way that yeah. the, their passion for the game and, like, how they treat kind of every game they attend. They're not even playing, and they, they out there, like, fighting and yelling. and It's crazy over there. Insane. I remember our team, when we went to that game, we came on a on a red bus. Like, our bus had, mm. like, red on it. Mm. And the team that they were playing against uh, had red, like, Atletico Paranaense had red in their logo. Yeah. And when we were, like, parking, like, there was, like, a couple of people that, like, threw stuff at our bus. Because like, they thought that you were with them? <laughs> yeah, just, like, I don't know, like, obviously we're not with them, but just because we had yeah. red on our bus, like, people were throwing stuff at it. It was crazy. Damn, man, I'm telling you. that. It, I'm glad you experienced it that at a young age as well, because that kind of also, you know, shows you there's there's more to the game elsewhere as well, not just in the U.S. Because, you know, you kind of see everything here. You grew up around the culture here. You go over to Brazil, mm-hmm. dog. Pff, not even to Brazil. Go overseas to Europe, but go see how they treat the game over there. Yeah, it's insane, the, like, love that they have for it. And it's just yeah. everywhere, too. So facts. it was, like, it was really cool. Blessed. I was so blessed to go have that experience. Facts, facts, facts. So let's let's get into to high school. So you go to... I don't even know what high school. What high school you go to out in LA? Uh, I I went to a little private school called Village Christian for okay. two years, and then I went to Hoover in Glendale for a year, and then I ended up going back to Village Christian to graduate. Okay, and and talk about I guess were you playing on the the high school teams for both both schools? Um, a little bit. I was supposed to, but I'm I'm mm. ashamed to say. I'm not proud of it that I may or may not have got grade cut. Uh, so okay. high school, yeah, <laughs> I, I got, I played like a couple games and then they're like, sorry, we got to yank you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after I transferred and all that stuff, it kind of got, it got like, it was like, oh, you can't transfer within the same district and like play for that team. And like when you transfer back, you can't. So it just got it just got kind of all messed up. So I kind of yeah, didn't yeah, really yeah. end up playing like high school. I was mostly just playing club, and I would practice with the high school still. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was mostly club. Yeah, yeah. So so talk about your your club experience at that age too. So in high school, I'm assuming you were you were trying to go play in college, or were you dreaming of just skipping college, going straight overseas? Yeah, I was honestly always thinking about going overseas and going pro like I was never really focused on college because like Mm -hmm. I would see like you know you see all those super young guys that are going pro and like Mm -hmm. obviously I wasn't really like I didn't really know a whole lot about like how it worked like going pro you know 
I just mm-hmm. knew that I wanted to do it. And, you know, I was young. I was naive. I was like, okay, like, you're allowed to go pro when you're 16. So, like, when I turn 16, I'm going to just go overseas and I'm going to figure it out. And, like, yeah. <laughs> obviously, when I got older, I was like, okay. So, it, like, it's not going to work like that. But that was, right, like, right. the idea that I always had in my head. And um, all throughout high school and playing club and all the different teams I played for, I was only ever really thinking about uh, – like how I can go pro the quickest. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was like, that was what I was thinking about all through high school. From the day I stepped in, I was just like, I want to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So you knew right away, what is that 14 years old, 15 years old? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I never wanted to be in high school. I was like, I just want to go and <laughs> like play somewhere already. Like, yeah, yeah forget yeah. these classes, man. But <laughs> I, I got through, I got really? through, I graduated. <laughs> I walked at graduation. I right, did, right. I did my thing. So. Right, right, right. So talk to talk to us about your your club experience during your your high school years. Uh, what you know, what team were you playing on? What were you doing? You know, to to look to advance. You know, playing professionally. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I was playing with. I believe when high school started, I was playing with Patty Adores, and I played with like the same group of guys from the time, like, uh, the same coach, at least, from the time when I was, like, I want to say, like, nine or ten until I was, like, 16. I played with the same coach. And we were kind of just, like, hopping to different clubs and stuff like that. But when I was in high school, it was definitely, I'm pretty sure it was Pats. Okay. And uh, around that time, like, I was kind of kind of realizing, like, okay, like, maybe I can, you know, like actually like go pro, you know, cause I was, I was working hard and, you know, I was always excited to go train and like, right, right. you know, you, you see a lot of people get like burnt out and, you know, whether it's like from being pushed too hard by other people or maybe they just fall out of love with the game or they're just not enjoying it or they don't want to work or, you know, whatever the case may be, there's a million different reasons, but I, I always found myself and still do, you know, loving the process, loving working hard, loving going to training, like training as much as I could, mm-hmm. like, and just always having fun with it. And so I would always play after school and I'd go train with the high school teams, even though I wouldn't play in the games. And like, even when I was in my last year of middle school, I was like, I was, I was pretty good, like compared to like, you know, the middle school teams, you know, out there. Right. so the high school, the way it was set up was, it was like, let's say my fingers, like a block, a street block. There was yeah. an elementary school here, a middle school here, and then across the street was a high school, all so within one block. Yeah, 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 so it was like you're supposed to go boom, boom, and then there. Yeah. So the high school coach had, like, come to our games because obviously he wants to see, like, who's coming across the street to the high school. Right, right. He had been inviting me to train with the high school team from when I was in, like, eighth grade. So that was, like, cool to get to play with older guys, you know, from a younger age and – yeah. Yeah, I think I think all that kind of just helped fuel me and help, you know, build character, playing with older guys, getting kicked, you know, not being able to use your physicality and whatnot, being forced to kind of rely on your technical abilities and like other things to kind of get around. I think that really helped me when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also like a I don't know how to how to explain it, but like it makes you feel like you're the man, kind of. Because what in eighth grade you go in to play with yeah. the older heads and stuff, and then especially if you're over there playing and you like, oh, okay, I'm like just as good as some of these guys, if not maybe better than some of these guys. 
Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Going over there like a young end, and I don't know any of these guys. Right. Like I, I'm holding my own and scoring goals, and like the coach mm-hmm. is the one that invited me here. Like you know, it felt good. And you know, when you're that young and you're doing good, you know, the older guys they'll come and like be cool with you, and right, you know, you kind of right. just feel like you're like a cool kid on the block. Like yeah, like I'm not even in yeah. high school yet, but like yeah, I'm cool with the team. Like. <laughs> Obviously, it's yeah. nothing crazy, but it just it felt good at the time, you know? Right, right. As a kid, that means a lot to you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. did. Wearing yeah. my little indoors to school every day with my ball and, <laughs> and looking like a just absolute dweeb every day <laughs> from middle school. Hey, you fit the part, though, bro. You fit the part. <laughs> yeah, man. It, a little too much. I'll never forget I had a pair of... Uh, purple the purple and green vapors like uh, from yeah. way back like 2012 2011 I don't even remember yeah. but I wore those to school like every day every yeah. day no matter what my fit was I had on purple <laughs> and green vapors it was crazy <laughs> hey that's the staple right there bro Middle <laughs> school, that's that's how you identify the ballers if you were coach to be honest you look all right oh yeah yeah he got the indoors on he got the sambas he got the yeah, 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 yeah. I was hoping the coach would see my middle school potential. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so so talk to us about you know how how you you went about trying to obtain a a pro career. Like, were you who were you in contact with? With did you have like a like a mentor, if you will, kind of guiding you which way? Yeah, I mean to be honest, uh, I was kind of trying to figure stuff out like on my own. You know, my parents. Neither of them really know or not. Well, now they know a little bit more, but mm-hmm. I still don't know if my mom would be able to explain offside to you, but <laughs> the, they didn't really know a lot about soccer and that whole world and kind of just like sports in general, like how you go about pursuing like a career in that. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like figuring it out as I went and, um, you know, going through high school, I always just thought, yeah, like, I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out. And once it got closer to me needing to figure it out, like, you know, I didn't really know about Academy and things like that. Like, I knew knew that there was a Galaxy Academy, but I didn't know that it was like, oh, it's a really big deal, like, if you play for this team. And, um, like, I didn't know, like, that could lead to a pathway to going to play pro. Like, I didn't know any of that stuff. And, you know, I, I started going to college combines and things like that. Like I went to like UCSB, uh, like the Stanford and all Mm -hmm. these different ones I got invited to. And eventually I started talking to um, uh, college coaches because, you know, I'm not just going to like I wasn't naive to be like, oh, yeah, I'll just graduate and wait for like a pro team is just going to call my phone myself and I'm going to just go, you know. So, yeah, I started talking to colleges and uh uh, then an opportunity came up overseas in England. It was called the uh, I2I Soccer Academy. Okay. And I had never heard of it. I didn't know what it was. And, like, at first I was like, yeah, okay. Like, and I just kind of brushed it to the side mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, it's not pro, you know. And there was a, there was a guy who said that he was going to take me to Brazil. And it was like an opportunity to go back to Brazil to play. And okay. one of my teammates from club, he had already went. And he said that, like, you know, it was good. He was doing good. And he said that, you know, I should talk to this guy about coming. 
And that's what, like, I was set on. Once I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And um, that's what I, like, originally had in my head. And, like, I was like, okay, boom, like, forget the colleges, whatever. Like, I'm going to just do this. But um, as, you know, it got closer, I, you know, ran it by, you know, my parents and family. And, you know, my my family, they're really big on education. And, you know, Mm -hmm. being, like, a young black man, like, my mom, you know, she thought it was really important for me to get my education and have a degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this, you know, we went back to the program in England because it was kind of a right. compromise, you know, because you get to go overseas and play. But at the same time, in the mornings, you're doing university and getting a degree. And okay. so, yeah, so I kind of ended up settling on doing that. And we're like, OK, like this is the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And like, once again, I didn't really know, even though I was like, you know, 17, 18, I didn't know like, oh, you need a passport, you need a visa, mm-hmm. you need yeah. this, you need that, you know, so I was over there thinking like, if I just ball, and I keep playing well, you know, uh, like, I'll get signed. That that was what I went over there thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I ended up going over there and, you know, just working my ass off and you know, I, I played really well while I was there. And, um, you know, I played some good games against some good teams. And, you know, I was wondering, like, well, like, my coaches, they're telling me all these teams like me and they're watching me and this and that. And, like, I have coaches talk to me after games. And, mm-hmm. uh, but then, you know, I was like how, like, how come nothing's coming? You know, and that's when I found out, like, oh, yeah, like, you need to, especially in England, like, you need to have, uh, like uh, European citizenship at the time yeah, um, or like some type of passport. Otherwise it was like, like damn near impossible yeah, yeah, to yeah. sign. So that was kind of where I ventured to after high school, not like the traditional route, but I guess you could say I still, you know, went to college cause I was taking right. classes in the right. morning and like, it's kind of cool. It's, you only have to do three years over there and they give you your degree. There's no like first year gen ed classes so that was oh okay that was pretty cool but okay so you went out there right after high school and you did three years out Mm -hmm. there i only did actually a year and a half out there okay okay because uh you know i started like my dream and you know it still is is to go play in europe you Mm -hmm. know go play like you know the highest level Mm -hmm. and um like obviously my mom and my family and everyone knew that and i told my mom and I was like, yeah, mom, like, you know, it's not really working out. I think I might try and come home and sign in the States. Okay. And at that point, she's like, okay, like, let's, like, let's try and find you an agent. Okay. And uh, it was was honestly crazy, you know. Uh, I made, I put together a little highlight tape on my phone, like, in, like, five minutes. And, Mm -hmm. like, she just started sending it around and calling agents, emailing, and, you know, uh, at the time, I don't know, uh, Gareth Bale was still playing. And yeah. uh, his agent, he was signed with Stellar uh, uh, Stellar uh, Agency. And uh-huh. uh, his agent's name was Jonathan Barnett. And I want to say it was, like, the day before Thanksgiving. Some, some, some day when this call should not have gone through. Yeah. And so she, she just called the agency. And uh, now he's my agent, but at the time he wasn't. His, uh, he was, his name is Patrick McCabe, and he answered the okay. phone. And my mom was like, hi, like, you know, is this like Stellar Sports Group? And he was like, uh, yeah. And 
my mom was like, I'd like to speak to Jonathan Barnett, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you're not, okay, like, that's kind of crazy. You think yeah. you're just going to call and get Jonathan Barnett. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, my agent was like, oh, like, I'm, like, I can't really put you through to him, but, you know, mm-hmm. you could talk to me. And my mom obviously didn't know at the time that this was, like, the president of the, like, U.S. Division of Stellar. She just oh, thought wow. it was, like, just somebody at the office. Or maybe she like didn't. Like a rep. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, just. Because that, that's not somebody who would be answering the phones, you know, right, the right. president of the North American division. Like, that's insane. But um, I guess they talked and he watched my video and, like, I'm just playing FIFA, you know, how many mm. thousand miles away in England. And I get a call from my mom and I'm like, oh, like, hey, mom, like, what's up? And she's right. like, oh, like, nothing. Like, I have the president of uh, Stellar Sports, like, of North America on the phone. He wants to talk to you. And I was like, like what? <laughs> like, 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 okay, like, yeah, sure, yeah. like, hello, and yeah. then you know, I started talking to him, told him about where I was playing, who I was playing against, and um, I was about to come home for winter break, mm-hmm. and so when I came home, um, obviously I'm from LA, so you know, a lot of people that's like a destination for them to go to, and you know, mm-hmm. go relax in the off season or and whatnot, and. Uh, the off season for obviously MLS is around winter time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. when I went home, he put me in like a training group with a trainer who uh, trained like a bunch of MLS guys and stuff like that. And so he put me in a group with them and I trained with them. I did like really well. And like, you know, I was feeling good about mm-hmm. myself and I was just working with this trainer, working with this trainer, playing games in front of him. And, uh, and then eventually uh, he signed me and to be his player. And now four years later, I'm still signed with him. Or five years later, I'm still signed with him. So, yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy story. That was how I got my agent. Just <laughs> shout out moms. Hey, I was just about to say, man, your mom just go ahead. Ring, ring, ring. Boom. Got him. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was honestly insane. a wild, wild story. Wow, bro, that's and you were saying, you know how like your mom might not even know offsides, you know type shit. But yeah, no. You know she know how to get the important people on the phone for right, her. Yeah, <laughs> she she knows how to get people on the phone. I was like, I don't know, I still don't know how she got him on the phone. I still don't know where she got the number, who she called, like yeah, who she was yeah. trying to reach. It was just, it was just crazy. It's just God, man. That is God, honestly, bro. That that's just, for real. Boom, right there. That's his. That's his doing, really. Yeah, there's. Cause that that's just a crazy story, man. I still can't yeah. believe it happened to me. Like I was lucky enough that it happened to me, you know. So right, 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 right. Um, feel blessed every time I think about that story, for real. Yeah, no, nah, that's actually a dope, it's a dope story, man. I'm I'm glad you you shared that too. And just the way how it all came about is is, yeah. is you know one of a kind for real. Yeah, because it's like right when you're losing hope and losing faith, and like man, like I still haven't signed anywhere. I've been working so hard, and then mm-hmm. boom, just out of nothing here comes here comes and, a blessing so and it always comes just like that bro when you least expect yeah, it too exactly exactly man all right so yeah go ahead and uh and kind of speak about your time overseas kind of who were you playing what was like the day-to-day life over there yeah so we were in a i forget the name of our league but it was all under a club named uh tadcaster albion which was like located in york and like the leeds area kind of northern england yeah, and we played in like a U23s league and 
you know, we'd go in the morning, we'd stay in, we stayed in student uh, accommodations for the, for the university. It's called York St. John. And so we go to, we go to class and like school in the mornings, go to lectures and whatnot until I want to say like 12, like, you know, eight to 12, something like that. Right. Okay. Take your bike, went to like bought a used bike, I'd bike everywhere over there and excuse me, we'd go to um, school, eat, and then, you know, just like a mile up the road was uh, the training facility. So, you know, we would either take the bus or, you know, you could bike there. And so we'd go there after school, after class, after lunch and all that. And we would train, gym. There was like a little cafe upstairs if you wanted to grab like some food. Mm-hmm. Um but then you were on your own for the rest of the night. So, you know, you bike home in the cold, all sweaty and nasty, back to the apartment or to yeah. the dorm, sorry. And then, you know, shower up, cook. And, like, it was it was kind of crazy because, you know, like, obviously I'm a, just like a kid, I'm a kid from L.A. And I come to England and I'm living with, I lived with, let me see, one, two, three, four, five. There were six of us in like a flat. So like, it was like, you'd open a door, you'd have mm-hmm. one key for like the front door, you'd open it. And then there'd be six separate rooms, like on either side of the hallway, three on each side. Yeah. And it was like a skinny little room with <laughs> just with like a bed. Uh, and like the bed was like built into the desk. And then there was oh, like a tiny shit. little, tiny bathroom. Like you could, you could literally use the restroom while you're in the shower, like into the toilet. Like it was tiny. But there was, like, yeah. there was like six, there was six of those. And it was like co-ed. So it was like boys and girls in these little flats. Oh, so wow. like across the, across the hall from me was like a girl to my left was a guy. Then there was like two other girls and like one more guy. So it was three and three. And we all shared uh, a kitchen. And mm-hmm. so, you know, what we're like, well, on the first like night when we all went into the kitchen, like I come in like American as hell. And they're like, like, like what are you doing here like yeah. it was it was a really it was really cool to like get to live and like uh, create yeah. relationships with them and like the people that were like actually from england and whatnot and mm-hmm. it was a it was a really cool experience and uh we'd play against like other teams in our league but then we'd also play like showcases with like the with the academy so we play we played against wolves we played against uh Liverpool, Celtic, Rangers, wow. uh, Barnsley, Doncaster Rovers. We went to Ireland and played Shamrock and Galway United, and so yeah, it was it was really an amazing, amazing experience. Yeah, yeah. And what was the I guess the competition? What was it like? How did you fare? You know, playing against these 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 teams over there. Yeah, obviously, you know, you go into it, you're, you're thinking like, oh, my God, like I'm playing future like Premier League players. And mm-hmm. that's what you assume about like all of them. But, you know, like a lot of the times it was like you'd go and you'd come in with this crazy high expectation. But, you know, like, you know, sometimes we'd win. Yeah. Like, I know we went and played against Wolves and we won. And it was like, whoa, like we just beat like, you know, Wolves Academy team. And mm-hmm. like I, I didn't think I'd be able to beat like a Wolves Academy team, you know, but then mm-hmm. like. For example, we went and played Leeds and, you know, some of the guys that we're playing against, they're now playing in the championship and uh, played in the Premier League when Leeds were in the Premier League. So it's, yeah. like it was, it, it's crazy to see all those guys who 
you know, we played against and like at the time, you know, they know like from when they're, cause they were younger. Like some of right. them were younger. They were like 16, we were 18 and they're like, oh yeah. Like he's like national team, like one to watch for sure. And sure enough, like now he's playing first team, uh, first team footy with Leeds. And so it was, Wow. You'd have guys like that, and then you'd have other guys where it's like, okay, like, you know, I can, I'm competing against this guy. Like, I'm liking what I'm doing. I feel like I can play here and stuff like that. So it was, right. it was really cool to kind of like test myself in those types of environments that were so different to, you know, what I had experienced in the States. Right, right, right. So you really just gained the experience, you know, all over, really, while over there. Yeah. And the thing is, is we played so many games. Mm-hmm. It was like we'd play the showcases, then we played the league games, and then there was like an optional, like or not optional, kind of optional. It was like a, it was like a team kind of in the university league. Okay. So I was, and over there, like over here, college is like really, you know, that's like typically what you want to do. You want to go, you know, play a good academy, good club, and then end right. up going to a really good college and then get drafted. You know, that's kind of how it's been over you know the past i don't know how many years right but uh over there it's like the opposite like college and universities like their teams are terrible like there's no emphasis <laughs> on it like it's just like it's academy mm-hmm. uh, to pro or like or you're playing non-league or playing like a men's team like there's no like college team so the league was like it was dookie i can't lie <laughs> playing in the <laughs> playing in like the college league it was like but it was just it was just more games and like you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was unreal it was like we play over like 40 games in a year so it was like it was it was really good experience because you know that's the best way to get better is to play games so yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly. It, was, it was a great experience yeah, yeah so how did you you come back stateside then so you know previously you talked about how you got in touch, or your mom, how your mom got in touch with the yeah. agent and, and how you came back to, to LA and you were, you were training, I guess, or showcasing to him to basically be like, all right, sign me as, as one of your clients. So you got him and then how did you, I guess, go about, you know, your next step? Yeah, so after I signed with him, I can't remember. Okay, after I signed with him, I went back to Europe to mm. Iceland, actually. Oh, wow. Um, and I was on trial with a club there called Vikinger Reykjavik. I think that's how you say it. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was I was there and I was trialing with them. And, like, you know, the, the that was, like, my first real taste of playing, like, with pro, mm-hmm. like, men's football. And, you know, there's guys there that, you know, played with that Euro team when, you know, Iceland went and had the, like, iconic, like, Ooh, you know, you yeah, the whole, like, yeah, clap. and yeah. the arrows, yeah, yeah. So there was guys there that played in that, and I was like, oh, like, oh my gosh, and like guys that I was like, oh, like where'd you play? And I'd be like, oh yeah, like just some clubs in the U.S. and whatnot. And they'd be like, I'd be like, what about you? They'd be like, oh, Fulham, Norwich, and I was like, <laughs> like oh, oh, like yeah, that's cool, bro. Like that's sick, bro. Like yeah, some serious like, players, right there. yeah, serious <laughs> players, man. So I was out there on trial and. Uh, unfortunately, like it didn't work out, but you know, mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. I thought, I thought I was going to sign out there. Cause, you know, we played games and I scored in the game and like, I thought I was doing really good. And like, mm-hmm. like when they said no, like I was like so crushed. I remember and like, you know, flying back home 
from mm -hmm. Iceland to the U.S. Like, I just felt like it was such a disappointment and, like, that everyone would be disappointed in me and whatnot. And, you know, luckily I've been blessed to have such a great support system around me with, you know, mm -hmm. my family and my, my dad and my mom, even my little sister, like, just always supported me and, like, mm -hmm. you know, told me to pursue my dream and, like, give everything I got. So when I got home, it, it wasn't, like, the reaction that I thought. Because, you know, I had left school at that point already, and I was like, I'm going to, like, go for it, you know, sign up the right. date, I'm going to go for it. So I thought I was going to come back and they'd be like, see, like, you know, you should have blah, blah, blah. But, no, they were yeah. so supportive. And um, After that, I went up to Sac Republic at the beginning mm -hmm. of 2020 and I was training up there and I was staying like with the guys and I thought like this is perfect you know it's right up the street from not up the street but you know like relative to everything else in the U.S. Sacramento right. is like pretty close to LA right. and I was like this would be like amazing and you know they had their first game of the season and like it was sold out in a packed crowd and like it, mm -hmm. it was so it was amazing it was sick and I was like, yeah, like, this is, like, what I want. I want to stay here and be here. And yeah, unfortunately, like, right when things are, like, you know, getting going, I had been there for a couple of weeks. That's when uh, the pandemic started and everything got shut down. And yeah. I obviously wasn't on – I wasn't on contract yet. And, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, I obviously got sent home. And I was like, man, like, you know, 0 for 2? Like, yeah. like, dang, like, is it is it going to happen? This and that, you know. Like, starting to doubt myself, you know, like, okay, maybe, you know, I wasn't ready for this. Like, I don't know. Uh, and then the pandemic, so everything was on pause. So I was kind of right. just in a state where I'm like, I don't know what's going on, you know, just trying to train and getting kicked out of fields and, mm -hmm. you know, having to wear, like, masks when I'm training with my training, boys, jumping, yeah, yeah. jumping fences and the cops kicking us out and just, you know, trying to train and get working however I could. Mm -hmm. um and eventually you know things obviously started to open up a little bit more and yeah from there i went uh to dc i went to loudon united so dc's second team mm -hmm. and yeah. i went on trial over there and i you know i thought i put on a pretty good pretty good showing put like you know my best foot forward i thought i was doing well and whatnot uh i ended up trialing for i want to say like a week and a half and mm -hmm. You know, I thought I did good. I came home. I was really excited. I was waiting to hear, waiting to hear. And, you know, I just never ended up hearing anything from over there. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, you know, I didn't really know what happened, but I knew it didn't work out. And um, after it was over three, that's when I was really like, man, like, wow, three teams. And they've all said no. Like, yeah. you know, I was starting to really feel defeated because, you know, after – you know, after initial rejection, you know, you're like, ah, oh, like, you're sad. But then you're like, you know, like, well, it's okay. Like, I'm going to have another chance. Like, you know, you get mm -hmm. out of that little slump. But after the third one, I was like, man, like, my family, like, they've all been supporting me so much. And, like, mm -hmm. like I messed up again. Like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. X, Y, Z, you know, back to the drawing board, just training, training, running, you know, doing whatever I could to what I thought was right to, right, you right. know, get a contact, you know, just trying to outwork everybody go do extra work go run you know doing workouts in my backyard like you know whatever mm -hmm. i could like doing squats with like a water jug because i didn't have any weights you know yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> just yeah. random stuff like that but um after that 
I went to Ford Madison, which was uh, a team in Wisconsin in the USL. And um, I went over there and like, I was doing really good. And I was like, please, like, please let this be the one, you know, like, yeah, this is my, what, that was my fourth team. And I was like, please, like the season was about to start. Um, and, you know, thankfully, glory to God, it all worked out. And, you know, I remember they called me into that office and they were like, yeah, like, and the coach just had like a very straight expression. So I was, I was re- in my stomach. I was like, I'm getting dropped again. Like, here we yeah. go again. Oh, for four type shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> when I came in, I was so nervous, like, yeah, so nervous. And he told me, he was like, we're going to offer you a contract. Uh, we think you can really add to the squad, blah, blah, blah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I had to hold it together because, you know, I'm in front of my coach and assistant coaches. And I was like, yeah, like, okay, thank you. Like, yeah, like crazy, you know, trying to hold it together. But then I remember I left the office and I just started crying, like yeah. on the bench. Like, yeah, I was just so happy. And like, first thing I did was call my call my parents and my little sister and like told them. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a such a like special moment that you know I'll never forget on that on that bench. I was sitting on crying, like yeah. man, like it worked out, you know. So that was that was one of the best days. One of the best days of my life, for sure. Yeah, so you got that opportunity and you took it. So you were, you were at Madison for for how long? I was at Madison for two years, 2020 and 2021. And how did, how did you, you know, like your time over there in Madison? Were you playing well? I, I loved it, you know. I was obviously mm-hmm. young at the time and, like, you know, one of the youngest guys on the team. So I was just trying to learn and soak mm-hmm. up everything I could and, you know, just – being in that pro environment, you know, it was just like, like I, I just felt like I was like on cloud nine every day, you know, just mm-hmm. being able to come to practice and have fun and, you know, and I was getting, you know, paid to do it and, you know, mm-hmm. with my friends and like, I was living my dream, you know, and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I wasn't playing in the Bernabeu, but to me, it felt like I was, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm like, I'm playing pro, like this is what I want, like everyone's proud of me and whatnot. And, you know, I was just running, working hard, trying to do whatever I could to get on the field. And I remember it was the, it was the last game of the year. Mm-hmm. And um, we were playing against New England Revolution too. And I remember that was when I scored my very first pro goal. And that was like, it was like, I got slipped in, uh, slipped in behind by one of my teammates, name was Louie. And like I just finished the first post, you know, inside of the front, like not a crazy goal. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there was, you know, there was a couple hundred fans uh, at the stadium because during that year we had to play our home games an hour and a half away from where we lived in like Milwaukee. Yeah. Because it was still 2020, still you know COVID going on. COVID like, restrictions. Yeah. Yeah, all that. So there was like a couple hundred, you know, fans there, but we were obviously really far from Madison, so. But I remember when that ball, like, hit the back of the net and, like, the fans cheered. I thought, like, I thought I scored, like, a World Cup final, like, winner. <laughs> like, I, in my head, in my head, it was, like, so loud. Like, it was so loud. It was, like, I yeah. didn't even know what was going on. Like, I was, like, oh, my God, like, I just scored. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. That was, it was a, it was a great way to cap off my, my first year playing pro, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, what, what was the celebration like for the first goal? There was, there was no celebration. I think I'm pretty sure we were losing, and so I was just like, 
I was just like trying. I was like, let me grab the ball. Like I gotta grab the ball, put it back. Yeah. Like I don't. I really don't even like think I had control of my body or my brain or my heart or anything. I was just like, I was just kind of freaking out. Like I couldn't believe I scored. Yeah. You're right. That is that is a a lovely way to end. You know, your first season. You know, after all the 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 obstacles you faced, if you will, um, trying to get that pro contract. So you know, you go into to your second year. Obviously, you wanna. You want to outperform your first year. So, how did your your second year at Madison go? Yeah, it was good. You know, we had a we had a coaching change, mm-hmm. and I had already signed on. And you know, obviously, the new coach brings in new players and yeah. whatnot. So, unfortunately, you know, I didn't have the role that I wanted to have. Mm-hmm. But um, it was still a good year, and you know, I still no matter what, like I try and just work hard and you know let my feet talk and I had a coach who I still am very close with and I still work with uh when I go home for the off season who always said you know just take care of your football and the rest will take care of itself and so you know basically just don't worry about you know things you can't control and like the front office and the coaching and their decisions and all that stuff like literally just worry about your game and you know if you're if you're scoring goals and you're getting assists and you're playing well at the end of the day like you can't, they can't take you off the field, you know, so I kind of yeah. always try and like kind of just live by that and, you know, work hard and just worry about the footy and not get caught up in things you can't control because that, that never ends well. Right, right. But, you only control only things you can control. All the rest is just yeah. so whatever it is. Exactly. So I kind of just went through the second year with that mm-hmm. mindset. And, you know, obviously sometimes you feel like you've been done wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might get a little caught up in things, but then you got to, you know, come right back, come right back down and not get too amped up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just keep working hard. And, you know, I had a better year. Uh, I scored a couple goals. So obviously more than my first year. So that was like, you know, a positive, like, you know, right. even if it was a small step, it was still a step. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say my second year at Madison was, it was good as well. And I was surrounded by, you know, a lot of the guys from the first year and, made some really good uh, friendships and relationships that'll, you know, last me forever, hopefully. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love my time in Madison and I, I can't complain. We got to play at our actual stadium in the second year and, mm-hmm. you know, Madison, those are like the best fans in league one by far. So, you know, having that place packed out on opening night, you know, I'd never really experienced that because mm-hmm. um, we were playing so far from home and, you know, I think Breeze holds like five thousand. That's the name of the stadium, Breeze. Yeah, yeah. Breeze Stevens, and that opening night, like uh, we were losing one zero, I believe, and uh, it got down like to the ninetieth minute, and um, I had been subbed on by that point, and uh, we scored like an equalizer in like the ninety fourth minute, and I just remember that place like exploded, like uh, nothing I've <laughs> ever seen, and it was just it was electric. It was. It was so cool, but yeah, hey, I, was I that, my time in Madison. Was that louder than than your your goal of the previous season with a couple hundred? <laughs> in, in, in my head, no. In my head, it was. But it definitely was. It definitely was. You know, your head where it was during that second season, because obviously a lot of things you can't control. So coaching changes, you know, people he brings in. I mean, it's a lot of things. I feel like at a, a this day and age, a lot of the young kids they try to run away from it. So when things happen like that, they're like, okay, let me go find like the easier way out. I mean, what you did, you, 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 you know, you stood on your 10 toes and you handled your business the way you could. 
So, I mean, that, yeah. that's a, that's a very like important kind of lesson, if you will, for whoever's listening that like, you know, no matter what's yeah. going on externally, like you got to worry about everything that you can't control. So yeah. uh, that's, that's dope. I'm glad you were, you had it like that too, Darren Madison. So, you know, you, you saw your second season. So what was like your, your goal after your, the end of the second season in Madison? Yeah, you know, I really wanted to be a part of an MLS organization. Like, you know, I had seen the the second teams for New England was in our league, mm-hmm. uh, Orlando was in our league, and uh, North Texas, which is the FC Dallas second team, they're in our league as well. So I really wanted to go to, like, one of those teams or, you know, Red mm-hmm. Bull second team was in championship. Um you know, just the second teams for the MLS teams because, you know, that yeah. I thought that was like a step towards playing in the MLS and, you know, just a step up. I wanted to take a step toward uh, closer to my goal. Right. And, you know, obviously, as I didn't have like a crazy uh, two seasons there, you know, now the teams were knocking at my door, like begging for my signature and whatnot. So, yeah. literally, like a week or two after um, – the season was over in Madison. I, I I went to Columbus on trial for their second team for, you know, at the time it was the new league, MLS Next Pro. And yeah, everyone yeah. had been talking about it. And, you know, it was like all the MLS teams are getting second teams. And I was like, yeah, like, that's what I want to do. Right. I want to find my way out to one of those teams. So, you know, I went to Columbus, you know, and that was just a shock in itself. You know, the facilities, mm-hmm. the, the fields, the all of the things that they had like access to, like the gyms, the, uh, there was like a hot tub, cold tub, like literally it's everything, it's everything tough. at those facilities. And I was just like kind of taken back. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like these guys have like literally everything here. So went on child there for a little bit. Um, I want to say it was three weeks. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was three weeks. We went to Orlando, played a game. Um, I think that was the only game we played, and then it was just training. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was obviously super nervous and, you know, being – I felt like even though I obviously wasn't training with the first team, like I thought I was, like in my head, you know, just because, you know, I had the badge on, I was at the facilities. Yes, yeah, it's actually the, almost stuff. the same. Yeah, in my, head, mm-hmm. in my head, it was the same, even though it was like, like second team mixed with the academy guys and yeah. whatnot. And so after that, I came home and – I think like Christmas Eve, I got I got my contract, and it was like my agent sent it to me and said like Merry Christmas, baller or something like that. <laughs> my it was my contract, so that was like that was really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I got to Columbus through a through a tryout with uh, one of my best friends. Actually, came with me from Madison. We were there for the first two years together, and then we ended up uh stand going to Columbus the next year together as well. So that was Oh that's dope. I, yeah. yeah, I couldn't have asked for like anything better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was uh your first you were in Columbus for what, two years, right? Yeah, two years. So what what was your your time like over there, first and second year? Because hey, you 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 ran it up, man. I, I seen some some mm. some accolades, some some postseason awards, all that over there. Yeah, I mean it was it was amazing. You know, we had mm uh like the best coach like in the league uh his name was uh Laurent Courtois he was our coach and you know the first year uh we had a team of just like you know pure ballers when we came Mm -hmm. in you know a lot of the rest of the league were 
you know, more, you know, academy based and stuff like that, trying to like do that whole thing. And we had a couple academy guys, but we were mostly like not older, but, you know, like older compared to the league guys. Yeah. Yeah. And like he put in a game plan uh, that he wanted us to do. And, you know, we just took that and ran with it and tried to carry it out. And we had an incredible amount of success. You know, we only lost, I think, two or three games that first year. That entire season? Yeah, it, it was crazy. Dang. It was, yeah, we had so many ballers, so many guys that are, you know, on the first team now, like mm-hmm. uh, playing with the men's national team, like playing with the Canadian national team, like just. Yeah, that team sound loaded, bro. <laughs> no wonder no, you were yeah. at all. Yeah, it was, it was an incredible team. And, you know, mm-hmm. again, we built some really strong, built some really strong relationships with, you know, the staff and mm-hmm. uh, the players, you know, everyone at, at the club, you know, from the, you know, the chefs upstairs, the, to the kit man, like everybody. It was like a, it was like, yeah. uh, like a family over there, especially like, you know, it's easy when, when things are going good, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was blessed to be a part of that year. And I got to play, uh, basically the whole season, I think I had, I think I led the team in like appearances and uh, minutes played. I, I'm not sure. I think so though. And, mm-hmm. you know, we got to that final and, uh, you know, what was really heartbreaking for me and hard was I got injured in the week before uh, the final. And like, I didn't have any injury all year. I didn't miss one game the whole oh, year. Damn. Yeah. And the week leading up to the final, I blocked a pass and I got a high ankle sprain. Damn, and, those are annoying too. Yeah, and like I, I tried to play through it and play on it and ice it and get needling and whatever I could to play. And like they could, like they could just tell. Like the day of the game, I went into the facility to like kind of just do some movements and strike the ball and they wanted to see like can I start and play like a final and like it hurt so bad but I was trying to cover it up like but you could just you could just tell I wasn't moving like myself Mm -hmm. and like unfortunately I had to uh, start on come off the bench for the final but you know looking back like I wouldn't have it any other way because like you know at the end of the day we won right right. we were champions and you know I got to come in and play and you know, it's not, it's more it's more than just one game. You know, winning the league. You know, it's like the it's whole, the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the sacrifices and things that you know we had to go through as a team and like as a group to get to that point. You know, so I was mm-hmm. obviously devastated, but at the end of the day, like we were champs, so I, yeah, I wasn't yeah, upset. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. What, what was the final like? Even the the minutes you contributed, like, how did you play on that injury? A high ankle sprain. That shit is annoying. Yeah, it was it, it really hurt. I yeah. took a lot of I took a lot of Advil. <laughs> and you know, by the time I came in, we were already up, I think I want to say 3-1. I want to say mm-hmm. 3-1. Or maybe it was 4, I'm not sure. But we were already winning and it was like the last 20 minutes, I want to say. And like when I when I went to the uh half field to get subbed in like I I was still feeling I was like I don't know how I'm about to play like this this shit hurts so bad <laughs> and uh, but like right when I came onto the field like 
you know, I, I looked around and there was like so many fans, like when we we're playing in the first team stadium and it was mm. like, I looked out and it was like packed out and I, it just like, it just kind of went away. And I was yeah, able generally. to run and cut and yeah, they generally just kind of took over and yeah. I was able to play the rest of the game, no problems. Like I felt it once or twice, but it was just like, oh, whatever. Like yeah, next. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was amazing. So that's a, that's a very successful first season with yeah. with the the crew too. So, what were your yeah. goals going to the second season with them? Like, how can you how can you one up that you won the whole thing? Yeah, you know, obviously my goal was to sign with the first team, mm-hmm. and you know that was you know the next step. And you know, a couple of my teammates had signed with the first team during our first year, like before okay. it was even over. So it was really cool to you know see that and see their success and see like okay, like we like this is possible for us, right? And uh, the second the second year, the first team had a coaching change. And uh, I was able to go to preseason with them, uh, to all of the preseason camps. And, you know, I, I had a solid preseason, got to play in some games, score some goals while I was down there. And, like, this was, like, you know, with the first team. So I was, like, really, like, yeah. wow. Like, okay, like, I'm scoring goals with, with the first team. Like, it felt like – felt really good you know right and uh, yeah that was a really great opportunity that I was really grateful and thankful for to be able to compete and play at that level for like you know preseasons like it was, it was a pretty long preseason and I got to stay with them a little bit once we got back to Columbus as well training with them you know training with the first team then I'll go train with the second team one day and it was just kind of on like a like whenever they need an extra man, they, mm-hmm. you know, bring somebody up. And uh, at the beginning of the year for the home opener, I was lucky enough to be uh, rostered for the first team home opener game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to get on to the pitch during that game. But like even just being rostered and like coming out for warm ups, like I remember the lights were shining. It was nighttime. And like Ooh. the roar from the crowd, like when we just came out for warmups, the stadium wasn't even full. But like I was with uh, one of my friends, and like we looked at each other, and we just like couldn't help but like smile and laugh because it was like, it was like like nothing I'd ever experienced before, you know, like a full stadium around, you know, and yeah. they're just like cheering and yelling when we came out. Like it was just, it was amazing. It was like I was like, man, like I'm blessed to be here right now. And, yeah. It was, it was just a really great experience. And you got a you got a little taste of that that first team action. So, you know, I, I'm assuming you were you wanted more of that. Yeah, no. I, every week, you know, uh, all I was thinking about was you know I want to play with the first team. You know, that was my goal. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, it wasn't a thing where like oh, I'm with the second team. Like this is like dumb. Like I'm mad. I, I don't want to be yeah. here. You know, it was like. I've always been the type where, like, no matter where I am, like, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to give 100%. Like, yeah. Like, I'm a firm believer in, like, hard work beats talent, you know. And I try to work my ass off every day and come in with a smile on my face, work hard in the gym, you know. Because at the end of the day, like, you might not like it, but it's like they're only telling you to do it because they want you to get better and Thanks. because it'll help you. And that's how yeah. I, you know, took the information and whatnot and a little bit later into the year you know just continuing with that hard work mentality and mm-hmm. that like dog mentality uh i was blessed enough for them to take me to the open cup to play against uh loudon 
mm-hmm. which, you know, that was the team who I was on trial with. And uh, it was really cool. I got to come on around the 70th minute and, you know, make my first team debut uh, during that match. And, you know, it was just like such a blessing and a privilege to, you know, be wearing, you know, the first team jersey and to be playing with all mm-hmm. those guys. And that was like another, that was just a really cool and uh, great opportunity that I got uh, to experience during my second year. Yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like you know you you had a lot of a lot of great experiences in your your second season with Columbus. You know, you you played a couple of was it a couple of games with the with the first team? It was just it was just the one, but I was rostered for two, I think. Okay, okay, but you you had a lot of training sessions with the first team as well, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it sounded like you had a good, good time your second season. How was it with the the Columbus Crew too, that season? Yes. So it was a lot different, you know, because the first year, um, it was a lot of older guys and more Mm -hmm. like mature, experienced guys, and you know, we kind of just took the league by storm, you know. And in our second year, you know, uh, it kind of it wasn't that same vibe. It was, you know, we had a lot more academy guys and you know, younger guys in our team. So it was, you know, trying to find a way to, like, not change our style of uh, play, but kind of adapt it to having Mm -hmm. these, uh, you know, younger players uh, in the team who had different strengths than the players from the year before, you know. Yeah. uh, We had the same coach, and, you know, we almost had the same result. You know, he gave us a, a game plan told us how he wanted us to play, what he mm. wanted us to do. He wanted he was very big on us, like, being brave, playing out of the back. And, like, you'll see some crazy clips of our goalie standing at the halfway line, you know, because we're <laughs> trying to build out of the back and whatnot. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we ended up having a lot of success and making it to the final again mm-hmm. and actually going up in the final 1-0, playing it at home. Like, it looked like we were going to be back-to-back champs, but uh, – you know, we we had the game. We're winning one zero, and unfortunately, you know, we just in the end we let it slip and uh, mm-hmm. ended up losing that final three uh, one. Oh wow, three one. Who yeah. was it? The was it the same same opponent from the first? No, uh, it was against the first year. It was against St. Louis, and then the mm-hmm. second year it was against uh, Austin. Okay, okay. And did you did you play that this one with no injury? This yeah, time? yeah. I played the whole game, ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, better than a twenty-minute cameo with a with a high ankle, man. Yeah, way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but obviously not the result you wanted and everything. So yeah. you know that kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth after you know having a successful season, back-to-back successful seasons, if you will. Yeah. You know, a lot of wins, good performances, and then obviously you know the last game just doesn't go your way. Um, how did the I guess the off season after that go for you? Yeah, I mean, at first, you know, it was a really tough, tough pill to swallow because, you know, mm-hmm. we were winning. We we had done so much as a group and, you know, all these young guys, you know, were having so many firsts and it was like so cool to see. And, you know, mm-hmm. with the older guys who were all back from the first year, you know, we were like, yo, like we could really do it again. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was really just heartbreak and it really hurt for a while. But, you know, once I got back, uh it was really good, actually. After the game, I had uh, my mom, my dad, and my girlfriend, and uh, they were all there. And it was like, 
it was really good to have, you know, that support around me because, you know, a lot yeah. of times, you know, after something like that, you want to be alone and kind of just shut everybody and everything out. But, yeah. you know, it's like it's bittersweet because, you know, they're there and you want to win and score for them. But then at the same time, like, like when you lose, like you don't you're like, ah, I wish you guys didn't come because we lost. But then it's yeah. also like, but they're there for you, too, you know, and that's been like so big for me and pivotal to me in my career, you know, my my dad waking up at four in the morning since I was like eight years old to drive me all over Southern California and yeah. you know, pick up my teammates and drive me to my games, to my practices. Like I never missed anything. Like it didn't yeah. matter what time it was at, you know, you know, come straight home from work, drive me to practice, you know. Mm-hmm. And just the support from my mom and just always, you know, telling me to believe in myself, pushing me you know, supporting me. It was just, you know, it was kind of like a full circle moment because now obviously I was an adult and playing at a way higher level, but still the same like love and support that I had always been blessed enough to have throughout like my whole career and, Mm -hmm. you know, time that I was pursuing, you know, trying to play professional soccer. So it was, it was good having them there after that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it's like, you know, family's always going to be there regardless of the result of a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how how was the the off season afterwards? Um, you know, going into the next season, were you trying to, you know, stay in Columbus or take that, you know, next step kind of how you did between uh forward Madison mm-hmm. to to Columbus? Yeah, I mean, I was obviously, you know, my sights were set on MLS like, mm-hmm. you know, as they have been since I was like a kid and uh you know, that was what I had in my plans, but, you know, obviously, you know, things aren't, things aren't always in our control and don't go according to our plans. And, you know, you got to adjust. And uh, I didn't end up staying at Columbus. Uh, I went home and, you know, the off season when you're a free agent is like, can be a really scary time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I personally had a, I'd say pretty successful two years in Columbus, you know, scored Mm -hmm. a, I scored like, I scored 20 goals. I had like nine assists across both seasons and mm-hmm. played almost every game, like a lot of minutes, like, and uh, so, you know, it was a pretty successful little two years at Columbus and, you know, but even, even having said that, I was still like nervous, like, okay, like, am I going to yeah. have a team? Like, I want to like secure a team and whatnot. And, hey, uh, hey, to, pa- to pause this real quick, I feel you being a little too humble. Because weren't you? Nah. Did, I, did I see that? Did I see that correctly though? Weren't you like the the player of the year, or some shit over there? Yeah, my second year they gave yeah. me a player of the year for for crew too. So that was a honor to receive that, and I was really happy to you know get that recognition from you know my teammates and front office and staff and whatnot. Yeah. So that meant that meant a lot to me. But even still, with that, you know, I was still you're still nervous because you don't yeah, have yeah, anywhere like. Sure. Nothing's guaranteed, you know, even right, right. even with everything that we had accomplished and, you know, trophies that we won and whatnot. It's like at the end of the day, I still had no contract. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was really good to be home and train and get to spend time with my family and my girlfriend and my friends and get to train with all the trainers and be in that SoCal weather, man. Ooh, ain't nothing yeah. like it, too. <laughs> ain't nothing like it, but... Yeah, um, towards honestly, towards the back end of the off season was when uh, 
I got in contact with uh, Rhode Island FC. It's, it's an expansion club that's going to be in USL Championship this year. And, mm-hmm. You know, obviously that's a step up from uh, MLS Next Pro and League One. And, yeah. you know, when I got the call and I heard about the projects and I spoke to the coaches and uh, one of my teammates who signed here as well, you know, I was really excited with the project and I, my agent thought it was a great step for me. I thought it was a good step for me. And, you know, obviously it's really far from home, which is, you know, tough sometimes and from my people. uh, But at the end of the day, I think it's, you know, it was a step in the right direction, a positive step towards reaching my goal. And so I signed here uh, Mm -hmm. for this upcoming season. So I'm really looking forward to getting to compete and play and score some goals, get some assists in the USL Championship now this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's the weather like right now over there? I know it's not the best. <laughs> bro, bro, snow, rain, it's just mad cold all the time. Like, I'm in, I'm in the house, like, full track suited up, socks yeah, on, yeah. slippers on. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, What's What's training like so far out there? Yeah, so this is our first uh, official week of training. It's been Mm-hmm. Really good, you know, getting to meet all the guys and um, meet the staff in person and whatnot. And uh, it's a really unique opportunity, you know, to be a part of uh, the first year of a of a club, of an organization. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially one with uh, like Rhode Island where, you know, there's such high expectations and high hopes and, you know, yeah, a lot of great people involved. So it's like I got to be a part of the first year and, you know, crew two history and that mm-hmm. was incredible. So I'm hoping, you know, we could do something similar yeah. over here with uh, Rhode Island because we have, we have a great squad and great coaches and great staff. So we have all mm-hmm. the tools right here. So hopefully we can do the right things with it. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Hey, listen, we all, we all wish you, you know, a successful, healthy season. Um, go ahead and and bring a bring a little good weather from LA over to to Rhode Island. You know, in the later I'm months, trying. not about right now. I'm no. trying. <laughs> I'm trying so hard, but it's just not coming right now. Yeah, you gotta wait a couple months, I guess. Yeah, for real. But yeah, no, I mean, I I appreciate you know you you telling us you know all these little side stories about the game and you know your involvement with it and all your time and and all the different different spots you were at. So, um, yeah, I know I hope somebody, you know, who listens to this, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, uh, adopts your, your mindset, if you will, you know, that you yeah. can only control a certain, you know, a few things. And, and yeah. those things are, you know, things you can do. Keep working, you know, stay positive, yeah. you know, be in gym, don't be, you know, keep the discipline and everything and, and everything else. Yeah. So be it, whatever it is. But, yeah. Just, uh, I guess we'll do a little, little couple of questions about, you know, just to get to know you kind of thing. And then before you yeah, get this all sure. up. So, uh, I had a, I had a thing on the Instagram. I kind of do this for, for every, every episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, get to know whatever. So we had a couple of random people pop up we'll, we'll random questions. So first, first question, first game home opener for, for Rhode Island, right? Mm-hmm. What's the fit? The fit? What's the fit? We gotta know that. <laughs> Let me see. Um, it's got to be loud. I'm assuming. I, I'm not really a loud guy. Like I'm a, oh, I'm a no? loud because I because I talk a lot and you know I'm I'm a pretty <laughs> outgoing guy. But let me see. It'll probably be 
for sure. I'm I'm a kicks guy, so you know I'll probably throw right. on some 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 black cargos. Mm-hmm. Um, actually brown, brown, brown cargos. Uh, Travis Scott ones, the black phantoms. No. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Probably just a black tee, a uh, little puffer. Bring my little toiletry bag. Maybe a little beanie. Have the dreads out. I don't really know. I don't know. No, no, yeah. Hey, okay, that's know. a little flavor. That's yeah. a little flavor. Yeah, you know, I I'm, I don't do anything too crazy, but I'm kind of okay. just a kicks guy. I'm a kicks guy more than anything. Sneakerhead. Okay, okay. So so the feet are always going to be hot. The feet are always going to be hot, yeah. Mando, <laughs> even, in, even in the snow. Even in the snow, the feet are hot. And you're going to have to break out some, some Timmy boots out there, man. Bro, I have no snowshoes. I've been wearing dunks. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's it. <laughs> Hey man, it's all right. You you gonna add that, bro? You just got out to Rhode Island, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, maybe I might get some snowshoes, man. My toes are freezing out here. Yeah, nah. It's it's a different cold over there, bro. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> all right. Second question. Uh, go ahead, hit us with three songs that's a must listen to before a game to get you in that mode. Ah, uh, okay. Ooh. Okay, my first one, it'll probably be, I'm kind of all over the place with, okay. with the music because, okay, my first one will probably be Through the Storm by Polo G. That's like a okay. classic for me. I'm not really a big Polo guy, but that song, it just kind of like, it kind of hits me. That one got you. Kind of okay. makes me a little emotional. And then uh, I like to be in like a good vibe, like, you know, good mood going into the game. I'm, I'm not always trying to be in like, a, I want to kill somebody, like mood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So I'm gonna throw in uh, "Remember the Time," Michael Jackson. Oh, that's new! Yeah, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> okay, come on. I gotta get, <laughs> gotta get the vibes going. And let me see a third song. Ta-ta-ta. Something by Blast. That's my favorite artist, Blast. Okay, Something by him. Okay. Something so by him, anything, anything by him. He uh, he's never put out a bad a bad song. So that's <laughs> that's that's my guy. Hey, that's a West that's Coast guy? guy. Yeah, he's an LA cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my nah, guy. I love him. All my boys are like, bro, you only listen to Blast, bro. You only play Blast. I'm like, bro, it's my car. All right, leave me alone. Right. <laughs> hey, if you driving, you got Augs too, bro. There's no exactly, exactly. Just sit in the back and enjoy. Exactly, but all right. So third one. Since I, now I know you, you got you a little sneakerhead. I'm gonna dash mm-hmm. the third one away. We're gonna we're gonna audible it right now. Top three sneakers in your rotation. In my rotation, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go with my favorites right now. My favorites okay. right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. definitely the Travis Scotts, the Black Phantoms. Mm-hmm. Um, gotta put a Jordan in there. My Bread Force classic. Okay. Those are my, those are my go to J's. Bread Force, Nike Air on the back. Um, okay. I know they're about to re-release the reimagined ones that are like uh-huh. they're made out of, but they're leather though. They're not the new bucks. So I'm kind of, I don't <laughs> think I'm gonna pull the trigger. I'm not feeling it. And then, uh, I'm gonna probably have to put. I'm, I'm on the ASIC wave right now. So the ASIC. Uh, Joe Cayano 14s. Yeah, the cream and black, the little running, the runner joints. Oh, those are, buddy. <laughs> bro, those, those are, are hot right now, though. Like bro, the whole, the whole so couple hard. months. Yes, they're so hard. And I got them, they're cream and black, and they're so fire. 
and the and they're comfortable as hell, huh? So comfy, so comfy. What kind, what kind of a, pit, a fit do you put on with those, though? Yeah, I mean, or is that like on some on a tracksuit type shit? Yeah, on the day to day, I'm kind of like a, like, I'm a big sweats guy, big sweats mm. guy, you know. Whether it's like Nike Tech, or like the Adidas sweats, or just like the baggy Nike sweats, and yeah. you just throw the throw the little runners on, especially with shorts. Shorts yeah. is where they that shorts is where they hit the hardest. So <laughs> I was in I was in Cali in the off season, just rocking them with shorts nonstop. Yeah, They're so yeah. hard. Bro, I was so close to pulling the trigger because I found I found a pair on on Kith, and I was like, like I seen these on Instagram. I seen a lot of people rocking them. I'm like, bro, I don't so I could rock them though for real. You could, you could, you could. Hey, you're pushing the ASIC wave. I might have to do it after after this recording right now. Bro, do it, do it. They're so <laughs> tough. Hey man, listen, I, I really appreciate you. You know, you know, hopping on. Um, sharing everything, you know, giving us time and energy and everything like that, bro. Um, we all wish you, you know, a, a, a successful and healthy season with Rhode Island, man. Um, and yeah, bro, whatever happens going forward, man, just always, always have that same mindset that you have and that you have had when you were a child. Hey, man, I really appreciate you having me on, giving me your time and for the well wishes. And yeah, it's been a pleasure, a pleasure getting to talk to you. Yeah, bro, I appreciate that.